0: So 2020 is going to be a big year for Nashville Tour Stop. The artists we're working on getting are like um, Gavin DeGraw (gasps) and Mitchell Tenpenny and Ben Rector. And we've got a a good docket of people we're working with in 2020.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Drink Outside the Box with your host, Caroline Lolly and
2: Maria Morales. How are y'all?
1: Hope they're doing well
2: good silence in the background
1: yes (laughs) hey if you've been listening to us this long this is our 27th episode so hey thanks for sticking around
2: yes thank you for keep listening to us if you're still here we love you so much thank you
1: so we are (laughs) only like i think eight days away from christmas which is nuts because i feel like it was just december 1st like yesterday but
2: um I'm a little freaked out that this is the last month of the decade. Um, Oh, don't even say that. That's freaky. That is freaky. Like you would think, two thousand and ten was a few, like a couple of years ago. I know. And it no, it was ten years ago. So that that's a little. Well, you
1: are what twenty-five, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're a quarter of a century. Mm -hmm. So that this was a big year for you, right?
2: Yes, that's. Thank you for reminding me, Caroline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, do you have any more like Christmas shopping to do, or like? I
2: have all Christmas shopping I oh need my to gosh. do. I haven't done anything. You know, like Green
1: Monday was last Monday, which is the last time that it's. I don't know. It's it's like there's sales on a bunch of different stores, like Old Navy and like, I don't know Target, mm-hmm. um, in order to guarantee like shipping by Christmas. Oh. So hopefully, you're doing all your shopping in stores.
2: Uh, I'll make sure I mean, I don't have a choice now. <laughs> We're this I'm have to do
1: it.: Honestly, I barely started, and um, I will actually be in Michigan for Christmas this year, so um, that sucks, because
2: anything I'm going to have to get there will be late. Yes. So what about you? Have you done?
0: The, my name, Christmas shopping, I hate Christmas shopping. What? I hate it.
2: I know it's stressful.
0: So, yeah, so awesome. there, there's like the, the five love languages, you know, have you heard of those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gift giving's at the hard bottom of that. I hate giving gifts and I hate receiving them. So do so, you want to, um,
1: do you want to um, you give yourself a little introduction? Oh, nah. he-
0: Hello, drinking outside the box <laughs> listeners. My name is Aaron Schild and I hate Christmas shopping.
2: Oh, it's no, <laughs> such a, a grinch. A <laughs> grinch, yeah.
0: No, me and my brothers, we quit buying gifts for each other when I was in, a uh, college, and we started doing this thing called Six Pack Christmas, where we buy each other a six pack of beer, and we just sit and play cards or oh, watch movies cute. and stuff. Yeah, so that's none of my family really like giving gifts. My dad still does it, like, because he thinks it's fun, but we all don't yeah. like it.
1: Oh I like that idea, though.
0: It's yeah. a lot of fun just getting drunk with your friends. Right. Or your brothers, or your sisters, or whatever. Anybody, you know. honestly.
1: Yeah. Shoot. It's, yeah. A, it's no different ones. than any other Everybody day, just lets their mm-hmm. real self show when they have a few in them. It,
2: yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I do love the Christmas decorating, though. It's like buying mm-hmm. a tree or getting a tree and putting the lights up and shit. Like, that's my favorite. Me TV too. Movie. Really? Yes.
1: So, actually, Same. when I was decorating my apartment here in Nashville, um, I really don't, like, go that far all out. But, you know, I put a little garland on my TV stand, and I have this little candle from Anthropology that actually you put the topper on it when you're not lighting it, and it's a Christmas tree. So, that's pretty cool. And then I have a little ornament oh. candle, also from anthropology, But, um, yeah, while I was decorating, I thought it'd be cute to, like, have some eggnog and maybe put some rum chata in it, which that gets us into our drink of the day. Yes. And this shit did not even get me tipsy. I'm kind of, like, disappointed. I mean, rum chata,
2: I heard it's that it's Probably
0: it, pretty low in alcohol.
2: Yes. Of.
1: Yeah, that's true. Considering, I well, I did put two shots in it,
2: but... Yeah, it's more the flavor than the alcohol... Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it tastes good. It does. It tastes it's better so than good. most
0: alcohol does.
2: It, yeah. <laughs> True. So, there you go. You have that even though you you didn't get drunk, but you had a pretty tasty drink.
1: I did. And I yes. made some um, of those, you know, the pretzel rods when you dip chocolate into them and put some, like, crushed peppermint on it. It's so good.
0: I used to make candy professionally.
2: Really? No no yeah.
0: Ten years I, I made candy. So, I've made a lot of pretzel rods with chocolate and crushed peppermint on them
2: oh my gosh yeah that's really They're good cool. yeah
0: 10 years of professional chocolate making before i moved to nashville
2: wow oh yeah. my god we have to get <laughs> into more of that yes later yes but first <laughs> I <wanna> know.
1: our <laughs> featured drink is what we were just talking about it is the so delicious dairy-free coconut milk holiday eggnog and it actually only has 90 calories if you drink one serving size which is half a cup Um, which that's pretty good because I feel like normal eggnog has a lot of calories Mm -hmm. and it only has 15 carbs 15 sugars yeah
2: and it tastes good I highly recommend you would think because it's coconut milk it won't taste bad but it's actually I love coconut milk
0: do you drink regular coconut milk?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with not plain i put it in coffee okay Mm,
0: man I can't drink coconut milk by itself no? no the flavor of it doesn't get to me like Mm. So like, yeah. have you ever had oat milk?
1: Yes. That oh, I is love oat awesome. milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good.
0: Yeah, oatly oat milk's like the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, mm. um, my That's friend really actually brought that up to me, who moved here from New York, and um, around the beginning of the year, and I don't think that Nashville was on top of that trend yet because I went How around everywhere and I couldn't find a latte oh. just with oat milk instead of normal like nonfat. I you know like you know? three
0: places here that have it.
1: Right. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We yeah. have to. We have to get Bongo Oops. Java. I know does. they um,
0: Portland Brew on 12 South has it, oh. and then Three Brothers right here by Centennial Park has it also. Mm-hmm.
2: See, I I didn't think they would have it here in Nashville. That's why I haven't even um, looked. But now that you told me where, I'm gonna go. So thank you. <laughs> Just yeah, try it, try it out. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Our Urban Dictionary word of the day is. So, December 17th is the National Day of Crackheads.
2: Oh, my Girl God. Girl number
1: one, why is she like that? Girl number two, I'm pretty sure she was born on December 17th. Hashtag crackhead.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, December 17th, the day when people who are sexy are and amazing were born. Uh, okay, and then they have this little, like, fake conversation. John goes, why is Dylan getting all the ladies? And then his friend Riley goes, I heard he was born on December 17th, so that must be why. Almost. Hashtag hot. Hashtag amazing. <laughs> December 17th is a common birthday amongst royalty and people named Ariana. These people are the most kind people you will ever meet. They are they are rare butterflies with beautiful smiles. So, you know anybody who has a December 17th birthday? I... Don't
0: check Facebook so. right now. I bet someone's got one. Oh, on that's that. true.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, let's
1: check.
0: Hey-o. Oh, wait.
1: Can you check in the future?
0: I don't... Probably. I mean, their birthdays are the same every year, right?
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think so. Thanks to Facebook. Because I would have forgotten a lot of people's birthdays.
2: Yes. That's a very um, safe.
0: I what forgot my dad's remember? birthday this year, and I felt really oh. bad.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. What happened?
0: Um... I called the day after and said, happy birthday. I called him the day after and said, happy birthday. And he was like, it was yesterday. And I was like,
1: oh, what? No. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah,
0: I felt terrible. And I was like, I won't forget next year,
1: so I promise. My dad's birthday is on Christmas Day, so there is no forgetting that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Twice the gifts for yes. uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does he get more gifts? Um, I guess so, because, you know, he's got... A double whammy right there. That's amazing. I wish that would be me, but but then it's not like spread out, you know. True. You gotta wait all whole. Night do you believe in the birthday versus... month
0: tradition or Bur- the birthday week tradition? You've so heard of that?
1: What is that? Where
0: people mm-hmm. say it's my birthday month and then they just expect special treatment for four weeks.
1: Hey, really? you know what? Yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> 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 it is my birthday month.
0: <laughs> Shit. So we should be uh, treating you special right now, right? Yeah,
2: you should. Okay. What can we do special for Caroline? I love you, Caroline.
0: Hey. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> <at> you.
2: <laughs> there you go. We're giving you our love.
1: <laughs> hey, Maria did get me this really bomb um, Drink Outside the Box t-shirt, which yes. you will see yes. on our Instagram. Yes. Um, it just, it's got, like, in the left titty area, um, <laughs> <laughs> it has the Drink Outside the Box logo. And yes. it's, like, a light pink, really cute. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in 2020... We will have some merch for you guys.
2: Yeah, so if you want a shirt, just let us know. We'll give you one. We'll hook you up. Yes, we'll (laughs) hook you, but you have to pay
1: us because you know it is my birthday month, and I need the special treatment. Yeah, (laughs) Caroline needs some money. (laughs) Okay, so without further ado, as you guys have heard, we do have a guest with us today. Welcome officially
2: to the studio, Aaron. What's up?
0: Hello, hi. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For coming.
0: It's my pleasure. Thank you. I got parked after a lot of trouble that I shouldn't have had. Yes. If I just followed <laughs> the original so directions. It... <laughs>
1: hey, my, my instructions were very detailed. They were great. More I'm detailed so than, than I usually them. get. <laughs>
0: hey. Usually there's a point in directions where it says like, if you make it to the railroad tracks, you've gone too far, but didn't have that glorious luxury today.
2: Yes. <laughs> I don't blame you though. That happened to me the very, very first time I came here too. But I got lucky and I actually went in. Went in now? Yes. I thought that was the right way, so I didn't say anything. But yeah, that was me. You're not alone.
0: Oh, I'm glad that (laughs) it...
2: Yeah,
1: congratulations for getting to the maze. (laughs) Getting through the maze.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I made it to the first sign and it was like, uh, resident entrance. I was like... I don't belong here. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> well, you found it yourself. I found
0: it. Mm-hmm. Killing it. If I yes. had only followed the original direction.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So, Aaron, if you had to describe yourself in a drink, what would it be and why?
0: PBR. PBR. Really? Found everywhere and people drink it because it's cheap. PBR. People, you, You'll go just about anywhere and there's not many bars that don't have it so you'll find it everywhere i'm a big social butterfly so i like being all over the place all the time and i'm me friends me with too. everybody so it's like really accessible really easy you can have it at a fancy place or you can have it at a dive bar
2: okay i don't know what pbr is oh my god oh my Maria,
0: god
1: are you serious did you go to college
0: obviously that's I like guess. the
1: college drink like
0: pbr is like the cheapest beer at every bar
1: or any Be- any party any, place ever. any house party I mean,
0: Pabst Blue Ribbon is the long name. I only know Mexican beer. How do you
1: not know this? I only
2: know Mexican beer. I'm sorry. I'm going to try PBR after this.
0: They come in tall boy cans for like $3 at just about every bar.
2: We have the hookup right here. He's telling us where to get goat milk, where to get PBR.
0: I know things.
2: Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And he, I've been in Nashville longer than you guys and I don't know. So, Well, PBR is everywhere.
0: It's, it was America's first beer or something like that. Yeah, okay, let's Mexico. look
2: it up right now.
0: <laughs> I think it's from, like, the 1800s. Nah. Nah.
2: Nah. <laughs> PBR. Well, maybe if I see a picture of it, maybe I don't know. It's got
0: a really distinct-looking can.
1: Yeah, it does.
2: Oh, wait!
0: Pabst Blue Ribbon.
2: Okay, yes.
0: Yep, that's PBR.
2: There you go. Okay, so I've seen it, but I, I haven't had it. It actually
1: it. was founded, the, the company was founded in 1844.
2: hey oh. 1844.
1: then by right. 1889, let's huh. see what happened then. Huh. Um, that's when it was named after Frederick Pabst.
2: Interesting. Oh,
0: because I think it was just called Blue Ribbon before yeah.
2: that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have definitely seen the can. I just haven't...
0: It's everywhere. Tried. You
2: haven't, Yeah. It's good. Okay. It's like a watery.
0: It's pretty. It's a it's a cheap light beer. Well,
1: yeah, okay. exactly. I Comment. wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to put
2: PBR down. I was just trying to explain. It. I'll hey, put it down. Everybody loves it. Then, if everybody knows it, then it's very popular. So it's okay. It's
0: my go-to drink <laughs> at just about every bar. Okay. Yeah, if I'm trying to hang out for a while, and not get too fucked up, I'll have a PBR. But if I'm looking to have like a nice drink, I'll have a gin and tonic.
2: Gin and tonic. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Or a whiskey neat if I want to pretend I'm my grandpa. Oh,
2: <laughs> what kind of whiskey? Would you uh, like? My
0: favorite is this whiskey here in Nashville called Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. So Ooh,
1: that's what Christy was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's in um, Marathon, right?
0: Yeah, it's the same same building right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, so yeah. I that that's my new favorite.
1: We gotta I gotta learn how to take stronger drinks. I can't do it. You know, I make that face like, ugh. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't get it down. Can you make
0: the face for us? You know, I know it's kind this of is hard. an audio podcast, but yeah, this yeah. can be for us.
1: I I know Christy tried to like narrate my my weird alcohol face, but it's just hard. Like it's like just like oh uh, like you, when you smell something that you just really don't like and you cannot get it down, like me and tequila. Alone. Oh
0: God, same. I hate tequila. Same. What she's oh. obsessed. What? Tequila makes me do bad things. It
1: makes me gag. I can't. It That's makes why me I retch. Love
0: it. Yeah, yeah, it. It stresses me out drinking tequila because if there's a certain point when you're drinking where you don't say no, I'm sure we've all been there at some point. Someone's like, you want this shot? And you're like, sure. Mm. And you take a tequila shot and you're like, that was a bad choice. You see, you
2: guys drink tequila as a shot.
0: Drink tequila
2: with something else. I won't drink it at all. I'm going to give you tequila. The smell of
0: tequila. I'll drink it in a margarita.
2: There you go. I'll have it in
0: a margarita. Exactly. But I won't have it in a... I won't have it in a shot, or I won't have it in a cocktail.
2: See, margaritas usually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I really don't like tequila. I'll drink vodka sparingly, but like people who do shots of vodka stress me out. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. And that's, you see.
0: Yeah, who, who wants a shot of Smirnoff? Nobody. Nope, no. Exactly, nobody.
1: Yes. Okay, but, so going into another topic. On your Instagram, you advertise yourself as a personal singer-songwriter, concert promoter, and that is nearly deaf. So, you want to tell us about that?
0: Okay, so which one do you want to start with? I
2: don't know. I want to start with the near-deaf.
0: Okay, so I started losing my hearing when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I failed one of those like beep tests they do in the library where you have to raise your hand. Do you ever have to do those? Yes. Yeah, so I failed yeah. one of those, and then I got an MRI, and they figured out that the bones in my ears had hardened together, so my ears mm. can't receive sound waves. Wow. Yeah, so um, I, I was born into a super musical family, so they were always like, let's play the piano or sing in choir or any mm. whatever kind of a thing that you grew up doing. Um, but when I started... Going deaf, the doctors and everyone were like, oh, you can't play music anymore. It's going to make it worse. And I was just like, I'm going to keep doing it. Sorry. And Mm. I do it full time now, which is nuts that I don't have a regular job.
2: That's. Really like, hey, they tell you to do nothing, but you're like, nope, this is yep. what I love. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I have like. a really
0: hard time taking directions, so when people tell me, like, you can't do this, I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, I'll go out of my way to show you that I can. That's
1: yeah. good, because if it's mm-hmm. something that you really care about and that you're really passionate exactly. about, you're going to make a way to do it.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I don't have any, I'm not good at anything else. Like, I'm good at music and music-related things and not anything else. It's That's- like, I, I tried getting into business school in college and did not get accepted. My grades weren't good enough.
1: Mm. So wait, where are you from?
0: <laughs> I'm from Columbia, Missouri. Okay. I went to school at University of Missouri, graduated there, and Blue Dodge, moved to Nashville. My family were like, why are you moving away? It's like, you can get a house, and like, white picket fence, and you can have kids. I'm like, Ugh. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to go be broke in wait, Nashville. so how old are you? <laughs> I'm 26. Okay. Yeah, I'm 26. But I, I've lived here two and a half years now. Love it. Love it. Yeah, so... Um, let's see what else I I do, uh, concert promotion. That's what I do full time now Hmm. with music is venues, contract my business, Nashville tour stop to book music for them. Okay. Yeah. So like there's specific to Nashville. There's so many musicians here all the time that venues can sometimes have a hard time, um, finding the people who are going to either be like really good on stage or bring a lot of people who are going to spend a lot of money. So instead of gambling on an artist who might suck, they hire me and pay me up front to bring the people who will guarantee them a return
1: nice yeah that's, so that's I, needed yeah mm-hmm. it was
0: really really necessary so i do that for a lot of venues here in nashville and then i also take songwriters from nashville on tour as the nashville tour stop so it's like a band with a rotating lineup oh that's sick yeah it, it's awesome
2: that's pretty cool
0: yeah it's a lot of fun
2: that yeah yeah you our
0: our show we had two tour dates in november and um, we sold out New York City.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: So that was validation proof of concept that what we're doing mm-hmm. is working. Yeah. Exactly. So sold out New York City and almost sold out a show in my hometown. And I scheduled that one so I could just be home for um, Thanksgiving.
2: Oh. Yeah. Conven- it was a lot of fun convenient. though. So
0: yeah, yeah we I, I take different songwriters based on where they're from so we can have people come, like, big homecoming return shows in their hometowns under the guise of this new thing that's happening for everybody.
2: Oh. Yeah. That's
1: that's really cool. It's great. I started it
0: as a way to just meet people in Nashville because I moved here and I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to get, like, plugged into music or anything. So I was like, I need to have a way to make friends or get, like, contacts in the business. Uh So a bar asked me if I would work for free booze, and I was like, Yes. Which bar? 404 Bar and Grill, south of Nashville. I don't do anything with them anymore, oh. but um, that's where it started. So they were like, you can book three songwriters a week for just one writer's round. And I was like, neat. And now I book like 300 people a month for various venues in Nashville.
1: Good so, for you. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Killing it.
0: Yeah. Yes. So 2020 is going to be a big year for Nashville Tour Stop. The artists we're working on getting are like um, Gavin DeGraw
2: <gasps> and
0: wow. Mitchell Tenpenny and Ben Rector and. We, we've got a, a good docket of people we're working with in 2020. Oh my gosh. Woohoo!
1: Yes! We'll have to come. Yes.
0: Absolutely. I know the guy who can make that happen.
1: Oh, yes. Perfect.
2: <laughs> Connections right <Yes>. here. <laughs> well, made it right here. Yes. Exactly, right in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's actually something I'll, I'll be into a lot. And like you mentioned that you're a musician. So when you thought about moving away, was Nashville your very first option?
0: It was my last option. Really? I visited, uh, I went on a road trip right before I moved to Nashville. Um, From Missouri, I drove through Kansas, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, and California by myself looking for a new place to live. Wow. It was almost 5,000 miles I drove by myself and didn't find anywhere that really felt like home. And then a friend of mine was interning in Nashville at the time. He's like, "Hey, you should come hang out with me here. We'll go to Broadway and we'll hang out." I was like, "I hate country music. And That mm, doesn't sound fun." You know but what? I went.
1: I don't blame you. I'm the kind of the same way. Ugh. Same.
0: Yeah. And so we we're all, all pre- in the we same. We live in boat. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Wrong city to hate country music, right? <laughs> but I came and visited him, and I was watching um, a songwriter at uh, the Tin Roof down on Broadway. And he had a beer, and it was like 10.30 in the morning. I was like, this is just normal here. No mm-hmm. one's calling him an alcoholic. They call him a musician. I
1: was yeah. like,
0: oh, God, it looks like this is where I'm moving. And then four weeks later, I left. Wow. Yeah.
1: So where in California did you...
0: I spent my from? whole time in Southern California. Um, so I went from... Like, I spent in Pasadena, San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara, Santa Monica, the whole Golden Coast area. Mm. Um, Loved it out there. I would love to live there, but it's a little too far, and also it's too expensive.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. Too expensive. Too expensive. Yes.
0: And also, like, the cost of living in Nashville is not great, but it's considerably lower than there, and there's a lot of, like, nicer people here.
2: Right? Right. You think so? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we're nice?
0: You're a lot nicer than some of the podcast hosts I've been with. Hello. Hey! Killing it. Good to
1: know. <laughs> well. Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Clank. I think we forgot to cheers earlier. Mm. We
0: did. We did it now though. Our glasses are empty. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: cheers to empty glasses. Hey. This was a better cheers.
0: Yeah, I love it here though. the The, the southern hospitality is a mm-hmm. pretty pretty normal thing here and. Missouri that exists, but it's boring. Like every bar in my hometown closes at like ten.
1: Oh wow! See, I think it's early here that they close at like two.
0: Two? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was in when we were in New York for Nashville tour stop. Like bars just don't close. So when we came back here, like oh let's go get a drink. And I was like oh shit it's two forty five. We can't. Mm -hmm. No one has Mm -hmm. booze.
1: That's when you have the after party at your place.
0: If you have booze at home. Which I did Which not. Which you don't
1: care what people drinking if people drink it, because right. that happens to me all the time. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, hide my alcohol in my in my room, hoping nobody yep. will get to it. And You're like you know. uh,
0: this bottle is just for me and uh, Ben and Jerry's and Netflix <laughs> mm-hmm. and not for the crazy house party that's coming over right now.
2: <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> that's like uh, you would have to welcome people yourself, and that's uh, <laughs> that's a little hard. But I mean I've heard Nashville is one of the friendliest.
0: It's a super friendly place. Yeah. I've never had I I say never have. I've had ninety nine percent of the time good experiences with people. Mm. And the people who are not easy to work with or who are rude to be around, like they they don't stick around long is because people don't want to work with people like that. Exactly. You want to hang out with people who are fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. And the people who aren't fun to hang out with leave. Right. Yeah.
2: Yes. So you talk about what the future of work will be like next
0: year. So the future of Nashville Tour Stop, since it started, is just like... I'm sure you guys living in Nashville have been to at least one writer's round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, There's so many bars in Nashville that flaunt their writer's rounds. And not to talk down on any of them in specific, but in general, there's a pretty low bar of who's allowed to play these shows. And the reason that Nashville Tour Stop has excelled lately and really exploded in the last six months is because me and the people I work with specifically curate all of our shows together so that there's even if there's someone who is, let's say, a weaker link on stage, there's going to be three other people who are there to prop them up to make them appear better. And also when you put people who aren't as confident on stage or songwriters or singers with Mm -hmm. people who are better than them, it inspires them to be better.
1: Exactly. Because
0: no one wants to be the worst person on stage. And sometimes yeah. that happens. It's, been, it's happened to me before. I've scheduled myself into those shows by accident and realized, oh, crap, yeah. nah, I shouldn't be on stage Although, with these three people. In
1: Nashville, almost everybody is great.
0: Exactly. Everyone's awesome. And it, when you're not up to par, it, it hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it makes you want to be better. Uh, so the high bar of talent has pushed us into better venues, bigger venues, and getting to work with a lot more high-profile people. So I would say the future of Nashville Tour Stop um, within the next probably five years will probably have a stage at CMA Fest.
1: (gasps) That'd be great. Yes. Yeah, is because
0: the companies who we're partnering with are wanting to take it bigger places and they want to see larger artists performing. And it's so impeccably branded is that it can work here in Nashville or it can work anywhere else because if we're anywhere else, it is the Nashville experience in your city.
1: Mm -hmm. Rather than
0: just like Joe's Songwriter Night at Joe's Bar and Grill. It's like that works in one place. Right? Yeah. So the branding of it is something that has really enabled it to go a lot of other places that it, some places can't take.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure we're going to be like, hey. I've I got
0: a really good team I pushing it. I got
2: it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got well, a really good team of people who are helping it out.
2: Cool. Um, I have a question though. So you said... Um, how the process of you moving to Nashville was, mm-hmm. and we try to motivate our listeners because most of them are like our age,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, this generation, and it seems like we kind of have a hard time, you know, um, getting motivation, especially nowadays with
0: mm-hmm.
2: getting out of the show. Yes. So what would you recommend or what would be something you would, um, like an advice for this generation? For just, someone who might
0: be wanting to move. Yeah, you know, and or start, o- anywhere. Or, or, yeah, start over. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Or for a musician who
1: uh, is in a smaller market and is afraid to kind of jump into a, a D- place a like market. Nashville where it yes. is being Music City. So the competition is I think is a lot of racer. that is
0: some kind of like form of delusion is we have to think that we're the best in Mm. our hometowns to think that we can do well elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, I really felt that. And another reason I moved here was because the community of music where I was from was really like hard rock and metal, and that's not the kind of music that I do. So when I played my, I call them feelings songs, Oh, no one wanted to hear them. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm telling you that I'm sad because a girl broke my heart, it doesn't have... Distortion and there's no wild guitar solos or kick drums. It's like, it didn't fit. So yes. something that I recommend to people is Nashville might not be the perfect place for you, but it's about finding where your music or your personality blends best. Okay. So it's like mine really blended here because I wanted to get integrated into songwriting culture more, and I wanted to be around other people who also wanted that. So if there's people out there who want to be really flashy guitar players, there's probably a place for it. I mean, Nashville could be that for you, but some people only want to play country music. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, in Nashville, there's a lot of country music. It's the face of the city. There's a lot of different areas of town where you can go to hear other kinds of music. So you can get plugged into your own little bubble inside of a greater musician community here. Um, But my just general advice is find out where you belong and... Um, I did it through trial and error, figuring out where is good and where is not good for my music. And turns out Utah, not great.
2: No. Not great for
0: me. (laughs) Beautiful out there, but wasn't great for me.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: So painstaking trial and error. Another thing is like specific to Nashville or any other city is not all music venues are created equal. Mm -hmm. And not to say that some are better or worse than the others, but that just like cities have their genres that they might lend themselves to be more like attuned to venues are the same way it's like there were when i moved here i wanted to play every venue in nashville yeah and i'm glad that i didn't continue chasing that goal is because the music that i write doesn't belong in every venue in nashville the people who go to the dive bars in east nashville don't want to hear that music the same way that they want to hear something like cold play or punk rock music like Finding where you and your songs belong is crucial.
2: Right. When it just feels right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's in an it ineff- ineffable quality. It's like, you'll just know. Mm. The people in there will respond to something that you do or be like, oh, they're intrigued by the project that you're taking part in. There's, there's really, it, it's, a, it's, it's ineffable. It, it's something that you just can't describe. It's so like when I was watching that guy drink beer and play songs at 11 o'clock on Broadway. It just felt right. Yes. It just felt right.
2: Yeah. You knew. Right I knew. Then. Yeah. Yes. You knew that you belonged then. <laughs> We're going to find you drinking at 1 p.m. Probably. Yes. Writing your songs. <laughs> also, going
1: back on like what you just said, Maria, I think like I personally, like being here for about four years or, um I find it like I do want to get out and experience other cities but sometimes because I I have that in me it makes it hard for me to just be happy and like enjoy where I'm at just right now and mm-hmm. like soak in the right now because you have like not to think like you have your whole life to get out and experience another place because if you did think about that you might not ever venture out but like it is a matter of just going with what i guess what comes to you and
2: yeah.
1: finding happiness in that too
2: yeah i agree i well, I, can't. I feel the same
0: a lot of people mm-hmm. will blame like oh it's too expensive to travel and yeah it can be but i my vacation my my road trip was 2 weeks long and it didn't cost me 500 bucks it's like you can travel cheap mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to not eat at luxury restaurants or stay in nice hotels you got to be willing to camp or eat pb and j out of your car it's like you mm-hmm. can go places and see mm-hmm. things just not under different circumstances under different circumstances exactly
2: and sometimes it's way better than preparing it's
0: a way like, more authentic experience yes mm-hmm.
2: exactly so i would rather have that than or even just playing friends too yep. yeah That Too.
0: you get someone who's got a van and just crash in the back
1: damn yeah. <laughs> yes Dean from The Bachelor, <laughs>
2: I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's a very that's a very inspiring story. I love people that they just jump to what they want to do, and you might never know what the outcome is gonna be. But the fact that you have the courage to do what you want and do what you love, it's it's very motivational. Yeah, it's huge. Yes.
0: That was something that really that really made a difference was like, yeah, it's scary to move somewhere. And like mm-hmm. when I moved to Nashville, I was broke. Like the apartment I moved into didn't have lights. Like there were no ceiling fixtures. It had one in the bathroom and the oven light in the kitchen. And that's it. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I moved into a dark apartment. <laughs> and Literally. Literally. And I was just scared. But it's like I knew that if anything went terribly wrong, if I ran out of money or if, if music didn't work out, My family in Missouri is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like that candy job that I worked for 10 years is still there. If I have to go back, that option exists. It's like there, it's scary, but there's always a fallback. And like, I don't, I don't look at it as a backup plan because right at this point I don't need one, but it's like, there are other options. It's like, if something doesn't go quite the way that you plan it, there are other things to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you don't get point A, then you can get to point B.
1: But at least you try.
0: Yes, exactly, and that's and what shot me, that's what shot. Man, Yeah, I shot my shot, and this time I made it.
1: Yes, <laughs> I made it. Hey-o. I made it. Isn't that what's the song? I look up to the sky. No, no, no. You know that <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I don't know it. really. Okay. Yes. Maria knows it. That's all that matters.
2: I <laughs> so, uh, do. I do want you to talk a little bit about your experience with uh, making candy because that's. Pretty neat. Yeah, I can do that.
0: So. (laughs) How did that start? My, let's see, my cousin, Scott's wife's brother. So weird family Family trail. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: We're going to need you to draw out a tree for us. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) cousin's wife's brother, his name is Mike. Mm -hmm. Mike owned a candy store in Columbia. And um, every Valentine's Day, they had to make, I think it's something like, 250,000 chocolate covered strawberries in four days, in four days. So they hire seasonal employees for four days to come work. And when I was 10, I was qualified enough to take the chocolate covered strawberry and put it into the paper cup. Mm -hmm. And they hire 10 people a year to do that. So I started doing it when I was 10, but they formally hired me when I was 15 and, or 14 or something like that. And, um, that was after a school project I had to job shadow And chubby little ninth grade, 8th grade Aaron was like, well, I'll go job shadow at the candy store. And then after that project, Mike was like, do you just want to work here? And I was like, yep. So I started and worked all through high school and all through college and then after college.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so
0: I specialized in fudge and like molded chocolate. So if you see like a 3D creature, it's like that was what I was a special creator.
1: Can you make us some? If
0: I had the tools, I could. <laughs> Next,
1: Next time. Next time you'll bring it, right? Right, yes, exactly. That and the PBR.
2: <laughs> yes. So, we're trying to hopefully, this is just a plan, but we're trying to make this a uh, visual. So, we're going to start making videos hopefully if it happens. Sweet. So that will be a really cool episode of us trying making to make candy together. Yes. Trying to make
0: candy. Uh,
2: yeah, you can do it. trying. <laughs> It won't we be can as good
0: as... Yeah, when I was in college, there was a yeah. girl who I uh, wanted to date, and I asked her, and she said yes, but I was like, okay, I got to make a good impression on this first date, so I made her five chocolate Aww. roses with mint chocolate leaves on them.
1: That's so cute.
0: Yeah, it worked.
1: Yes. <laughs> Are you guys still together? No. <laughs> but
0: hey, back I, then it did.
2: Yeah, but it got her, so... <laughs> got
0: her. It worked back then. He's yeah.
2: single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah, I used to say being sweet. Oh, no, yeah, that's just part of the job.
2: That's a pretty cool Cheesiest job. Cheesiest but... line ever, right? <laughs> All right. So um, how can people find you?
0: Okay, so there's two different places. Uh, AaronShulb.com is where I am. My music, my story about my hearing loss um, and like videos and stuff that I've done. Um, yeah. My company, you can find it at NashvilleTourStop.com. And uh, at Nashville Tour Stop on Instagram and the other places that are on the internet. Uh, my personal Instagram is the TheAaronShilb, but that one's not the one that I push. I don't do a whole lot with my artist career right now since I'm really nurturing Nashville Tour Stop because it's a baby. Yeah. And it needs the attention of a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it, it's paying my bills, so I don't want to quit working that Fair. one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we have shows all over Nashville every week, so anybody who's listening that's local here, um, you can come watch, come hang out, have a PBR.
2: Yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'd love to. I'm yeah. going to go just to get the PBR.
0: Yeah. NashvilleTourStop.com's got all of our events there.
2: Yes.
1: Awesome. We'll put it in the episode notes, too. hey so If you yes. guys didn't catch any of that, check out the episode notes. That's all we got, I think, right? That's all we got. All right, guys. Yes. As usual, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You guys can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, at Drink Outside the Box, at Drink Outside the Box Podcast on Instagram, at Caroline Lawley. I'll spell it right this time. (laughs) C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-L-A-W-L-E-Y on Instagram, at M-A-R-I-F-E-R-N underscore M-O-R-A on Instagram. And I think that's it. Yes, thank Woo-hoo. you again for see you next week.
2: Thank you. Keep drinking. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye, guys. We love you.